0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: I'm Dr. Darrell Ray and I took a left at the valley with Kevin and Karen and the party was really good. Well, welcome to another edition of Left of the Valley with Kevin and Karen. Hi, Karen. How are you doing?
2: Good, thank you, Kevin. How are you?
1: Well, good, and this is the last show of the year, essentially. And oh. uh, I—it's uh, been a good year. Yeah, it has been a good year. It's been our first year, so everybody, wel- uh thank you for
2: keeping with us. <laughs> <laughs> and we have here a special guest today, uh, very much in keeping with our solstice episode.
1: Yes, uh, we're going to call this. I think we're going to call this episode "All I Want for Christmas Is a Wiccan."
2: And I am taking offense to that because, oh, never mind. Oh, it. how about that? <laughs>
1: I want a Wiccan for you know instead of uh, hippopotamus. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I mean, anyway,
2: I might take offense <laughs> to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Did you have, want to introduce our guests? Sure, yes.
1: we we have some Wiccans in the, the in the studios with us, and we thought you know since it's Christmas and uh, the pagan origins, and we'll all go throughout this. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome uh, to our uh, guest today, uh, Moonstorm and Kate.
2: Yeah, welcome. I'm glad you're here. This is going to be fun. Yeah.
1: And we'll bring them on absolutely in a few minutes. But, as per usual, I guess we'll just start taking care of business first and uh, we'll do this date day in history.
2: Wow, well, I'm jumping right in.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: All right. Uh, this day in history, December 7th, 1972. America's final moon mission, Apollo 17, blasted off. Wow. No one remembers anything after thirteen, but went all the way to seventeen. December eighth, eighteen fifty four, Pope Pius the Ninth proclaims the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. <laughs> uh, December eighth, nineteen eighty, John Lennon is shot in New York City. Mm-hmm. And December eighth, nineteen ninety three, Bill Clinton signs the North America Free Trade Agreement. NAFTA. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Canada
1: actually signed it a bit later.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Your guest is biting her tongue. Okay, yeah. December 9th, 1965, A Charlie Brown Christmas premieres on television.
1: No, that's a classic. Classic.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, 1965, you said? That's what it says.
1: Jeez, I feel old.
2: Well, you weren't born yet.
1: I know, but I still feel old.
2: Okay, December 10th, 1901, the first Nobel Prizes are awarded in physics, chemistry, medicine, literature, and peace. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Now, Alfred Nobel, for those of you who did not know, was also the inventor of dynamite. Yes. He actually decided to do the Nobel Prizes, especially the Peace Prize, after he realized that his invention could be used for nefarious reasons.
2: Mm-hmm. For dangerous Ooh. things, yeah. December 10th, 1964, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. receives the Nobel Peace Prize. Well, on the same day. Yay. Except for 50, 63 years later. Okay. December eleventh, nineteen forty six, UNICEF was established. Lots of peace and goodwill in this. I like it. It's good. It's a Christmas time <laughs> Um December fourteenth, nineteen sixty seven, DNA is synthesized for the first time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Synthesized, you know. December fifteenth, nineteen sixty four, Canada adopts its our flag, the national flag. Nineteen sixty four. It's actually pretty
1: young for a flag.
2: It is. Very young. December 16th, 1916, Grigory Rasputin is assassinated by Russian conspirators.
0: Mm. And he I was wanted like to put that song <laughs> in, but... <yeah. laughs>
2: he was like shot and stabbed and poisoned and thrown in the river before he died. He was a pretty tough guy. Yeah, he gave rise right to a legend.
3: He was Russian's r- greatest love machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: <that's> what <laughs> I hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, December 17th, 1903, the Wright brothers make their first flight...
1: 1903. So we've been flying in airplanes for a bit more than a hundred years.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: incredible the advances in that in one century.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, n- Science it works. <laughs> December 17th, 1969. The U.S. Armed Air Force concludes there is no evidence behind UFO sightings. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, what year was it? 69. Uh, yeah, it's it's after everything that happened at Roswell and all that. So it took them years to. Mm. Eventually come out and say no. There was just nothing about this.
2: Mm. So. That could be an interesting show in and of itself. Uh, I'm sure uh, we will
1: just do one. Huh.
2: December seventeenth, nineteen ninety two. Canada signs NAFTA. Uh, that's one of those dates has got to be wrong. But anyway, <laughs> um, December nineteenth, eighteen forty three. Because one of them said December eighth, nineteen ninety three, and one says seventeenth, ninety two.
1: Well, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it was the U.S. first.
2: Yeah, but they said ninety-three for the U.S. It doesn't matter. Whatever, right. NAFTA was signed. December nineteenth, eighteen forty-three, Charles Dickens publishes A Christmas Carol. Also a and classic. December twentieth, nineteen ninety-six, Carl Sagan dies at the age of sixty-two. Poor yeah, Carl Sagan. He was
1: a cool dude. He, he was. He was beyond cool. You know, he was way ahead of his time. It was pretty awesome. And quite a loss. And so we're done. And we're done. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. See you next year. Now, um, welcome again, like I said, to our guests, Moonstorm and Kate. And uh, thanks, guys, for for being here. And uh, it's kind of cool to have real Wiccans. No, do I have to call you guys Wiccans, or do I actually call you guys? It feels kind of disrespectful to see witches.
4: Why disrespectful? Well,
1: I don't know. It's, it's because it has a negative. Con- it always had a negative connotation, right? So is it? Is it so is it?
3: Uh, I'm a witch. Okay, perfect. Okay, good. We're, we're good with that. Lots of us have uh, have put time and energy into reclaiming the W word.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: Okay, perfect. Uh, so I guess we will go into our... Okay, yeah. I guess we're going into our segment about... Uh, you want to talk about the origins of Christmas. And I think, you know, it's great because this time of year you get a lot of that... Uh, Actually, we'll talk about it later, but you know what I actually saw you know, like in the states this have they have this this war on Christmas,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know every year, like clockwork
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's starting to come across the border.,
0: mm.
2: and I've
1: seen it well, I'll be talking about that later, but anyway, since we have the Wiccans, which witches here, and we're talking about it's a Christmas holiday season, let's get into it,
2: okay, so I'd like you both to jump in whenever you want in this, and uh um. It's not necessarily the history of Christmas, but the of the celebrations of this time of year. So we're in, on the, um, the Sunday it's the solstice, winter solstice, it's the shortest day of the year. Um, and so that's basically where all these celebrations come from, because after this the days start to get longer and people are happy because life is coming back. to.
1: Can't wait, I find nothing more depressing than 4 o'clock and it's dark outside.
2: Yes.
0: Mm. It's
3: the hump day
2: of the year. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I
3: love it. <laughs> the hump day of the year.
2: But before I get into my little uh, uh, my little history here, I, I'm going to tell you the the, re- the websites that I referenced for this information, whychristmas.com, christianitytoday.com, and history.com. You and went I, to a Christian website? I did, and it had lots of good information. And I really Finally. tried to go to the Mince Pie Fanciers website, but the link was broken, so... <laughs> <laughs> It so was sad. <laughs> it was sad. I was really hoping for some good mince recipes, but no. <laughs> okay, so in, uh, in Scandinavia and in the North, celebrated Yule from December twenty-first um, all th- through until January. So in recognition of the return of the sun, fathers and sons would bring home big logs and set them on fire in the fireplace. And then the, they would feast until the log burned out, which could take up to 12 days, depending on the size of the log. And the Norse believed that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be born in the coming year. So that's the Yule log. Um, and and also it was a time of year when um, the wine and beer that they'd made earlier in the year is all fermented and ready to drink. So it's a big big party because there's oh, also As soon
1: as the beer is ready, that's when the party starts, <laughs> there's right?
2: There's a short right? If you're talking about an agrarian society, there's not that much you can do outside. There's snow everywhere. You you don't have a lot of options, so you get to relax for a while, drink your beer, burn your fire, your log, and, and have fun. Um, And long before the advent of Christianity, plants and trees that remained green all year long had had a special meaning for people in winter because they're still alive. So that's the image of The spring is going to come again. Everlasting life. Everlasting life, yeah. yeah. So just as people today decorate their homes with pine and spruce and firs, ancient peoples hung evergreen boughs over their doors and windows. They wouldn't necessarily cut down a whole tree, but they'd bring part of it in. You you look like you want to say something. No? No? You're good?
4: You're doing good? (laughs) Okay. She's
2: she's supervising. She's supervising. In many countries, it was believed that... um, that the evergreen evergreens would keep away witches and ghosts and evil spirits, evil so spirits evil spirits, yeah I think I think that's where we get our the thing about witches because I think that word has been misused a lot it in, in things it like has. that
4: has been added on to that, and evil spirits, yeah, for um
2: about eight hundred years, yeah, that's not good, okay. But you're here to fix that. So
1: yeah, you, you guys are settling the record right here, right yes. now.
2: <laughs> um, some ancient people believed the sun was a god and that winter came every year because the sun god had become sick and weak. So they celebrated the solstice because it meant that the, the sun god was beginning to get well. And um, some the of days were getting don't longer. still
3: believe in that god.
2: Cool. You're yeah. going to tell us all about that in a few minutes, I hope. Or, or now, if you want to. you want to talk about the sun god? Well, I, I just...
1: You could this, just this burning right <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: you know i i I think overall that that this season is about for me is about that the whole those whole sight and light element as a pagan, my points of reverence and divinity are rooted in nature
0: mm-hmm.
3: so so when the days come long or the days come short or they're equal or you know we have eight sacred days a year two of which are solstices, two of which is are equinox, and the other four are fall yeah. in between those four. And so, you know, this is one of a, a balanced calendar of sacred days that go through the year, all oriented towards nature. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't think it's uncommon for cultures to want to gather at this time of year, mm-hmm. simply because of the darkness and because of that need for camaraderie and togetherness. Um now whoever lays over their own folklore or mythology around what that meaning has I think that there's I think it's all kind of built on that desire for us to come together in dark times and mm-hmm. in 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 times of scarcity of food to 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 do something to get over like I said earlier to get over hump day.
2: Mhm. Mhm. I got nothing out yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, yeah, and I agree. And if you're talking about northern, uh, like Inuit culture, that was a very similar thing. This is the time where they get to sit and and tell stories, and I, that's very common mm-hmm. for all cultures. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, many early Christians were hostile to such practices. So the, the second-century theologian Tertullian condemned those Christians who celebrated the winter festivals or decorated their homes with laurel boughs. And uh, the quote is, Let them over whom the fires of hell are imminent affix to their posts, laurels doomed presently to burn. To them the testimonies of darkness and the omens of their penalties are suitable. You, mean Christians, are a light of the world and a tree evergreen. If you have renounced temples, they mean pagan temples, make not your own gate a temple. So...
1: You mean the Christians didn't like it? No. Oh. So so
2: then by the early really? Middle Ages, the legend had grown that when Christ was born in the dead of winter in um, the Middle East, where there's no snow, every tree through the, throughout the world miraculously shook off its ice and snow and produced new shoots of green.
3: Which, so that's
2: how they assume the evergreen symbol.
3: Which is, yeah, which is, again, uh, the the evergreen tree is a pagan trick uh, uh, icon and um, is, isn't it generally just been established that the surveys that Jesus was, uh, you know, Joseph and Mary were getting together for, occurred in July?
0: Yes, and,
3: and not actually in yeah. winter.
1: Well, actually, it goes beyond that. That survey was never actually proven to actually happen. Uh, yes. And and on top of that, uh, you would think that an event where all the trees decide to go green, you think s- somewhere in history of other through cultures, that would have been kind of noticeable,
3: you know. Well, and I mean, if that if we can take that back too, and it's not just you know whose icons or who whatever, but you know I, I I believe, and maybe I'll be corrected, but there was actually you know a transplanting of the birth of Jesus from a yes. July date to an August yes. date in order to enforce in in order to force people to make a choice: yes. do you declare yourself a Christian or do you declare yourself a pagan? And at that point, a lot of the political power was held by the emerging uh, ruling class, which was increasingly becoming Christianized. Christian, yeah.
2: And um, yeah, that's the actually the Christianity Today website actually makes that case. Says that actually nowhere in the Bible does it say that the actual birthday of Christ and that it, in the past it had been celebrated in the summer or assumed to actually have happened in the summer. It wasn't a big deal. Easter is actually the big Christian holiday, holiday. Mm-hmm. so that the birth of Christ wasn't really, it wasn't celebrated or honored, but that was when it was assumed to be. And uh, and then they put it on top of these these festivities around the solstice, uh, partly as a way of saying, converting people over, like saying, well, and now you're celebrating the birth of Christ. You're not actually celebrating what you were celebrating before. But I think also, like you said, to to make people differentiate. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I, I I was always taught that, uh, well, always was taught um, that apparently uh, if you go by the story, uh, the shepherds in the field and all that, that's something that app- apparently happens around April. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's it's one of those things that...
4: Well, the landing time is not in... Yeah. Yeah, it's time time not
1: in, in, December.
4: in December. No, yeah, exactly. So, so, yeah, so yeah. it's one
1: of those things that, you know, it's a lot easier to take over. It's like taking over a new building and just right under new management instead of tearing it down and rebuilding it right. Sort this is what of. Christians sort of did with holidays.
4: Sort of. Sort of. You yeah. got to remember that the people that they were converting, these were their traditions. Mhm. They were they owned these traditions. They mm-hmm. celebrated every December. They celebrated with with joy and feasting and and greenery and they were celebrating the same thing that Christ represented. Mm-hmm. So these people were bringing their own traditions back to in, into their new religion, hmm. they. I, I get the a lot of you know they stole our our holidays, they stole our traditions. You can't steal something that already belongs to you.
1: Yeah.
4: Hmm. No, they, they this was their faith. This was these were their traditions. They these were their practices. And it's like so, putting
1: a different coat of paint over yeah, top. Yeah, right?
4: yeah. They they brought them into Christianity, and then Christianity did then co-opt them and say that this is this is this is ours yeah. and they had to write new myths in order to um in order to uh sanctify mm-hmm. the holiday because um. as as you stated um, not everybody was really and and throughout all christian history you keep getting more churchmen who say this is pagan you guys can't do this <laughs> and then they what did, you know you um yeah, I, I love going
3: to, up to the local monastery here and smelling the incense and yeah. the big incense burner. And they walk, you know, they walk desolé three times around the altar in the middle yeah. of the room. And it's and there's and so it's many. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it, there's also so many similarities with how, what we do and in, in our rituals and and how rituals being constructed, not just by one well, tradition or one mm-hmm. perspective.
4: Yeah. Ritual, going, going back to time immemorial. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, in a, uh, not quite so related, but very, for the audience to understand, um, I'm French Canadian, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in Lu- Catholic, it, well, yeah, born in a Catholic family, uh, I'm not Catholic today, that's for sure, <laughs> but if you go back to uh, a bit of history, you realize that there was a lot of French in the United States in Louisiana, mm-hmm. right? And of course, Mardi Gras, or Mardi Gras, like you guys would say it, uh, took took down there, and now the Americans are kind of taking over the thing, and they're starting to call it Fat Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. which irks me. <laughs> uh, like,
2: That's your Acadian heritage that they're taking over. <laughs> You're feeling <laughs> right? but
1: It's exactly that, right? They're, they're putting a new coat of paint on no car and, mm-hmm. you know, calling their own. And uh, this is exactly what Christianity's been doing, and it, I think it's the key to the success of that religion why it persevered for this long because frankly we all know it doesn't make any sense
4: it was the women women saved christianity women. which is
1: so
4: so it, ironic it the power of women to be able to to, to save christianity in a yeah. Way,
1: yeah but it, it's so ironic because they're so the persecuted they're so persecuted by christianity yet in a lot of cultures they are also the guardians of tradition women are the guardians of tradition and that's the reason why a lot of women still defend christianity today mm-hmm.
2: so
1: Anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Sorry.
2: No, go ahead. No, um, I want no, you, I want you okay. to hear you uh, expand on that. On, on that. what the the women saved Christianity.
4: Women saved Christianity. Women. It was the it was the women that that nurtured uh, Christianity before it was written down. Before it became a a religion, they were the ones that that um, that carried the the Christ mythos into into new lands, and and they nurtured it in their bosom while they from from in their households. Mm. Um, before men um yeah we took it over took it over basically yeah uh, <laughs> they took it over i don't
2: know what else. Okay <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm not I'm not sure the musical cues are going well but hey. I'm willing to roll with it that was perfect <laughs> Um, okay, so so we talked about in Scandinavia and the Norse tradition. So in Rome, um, there was the tradition of Saturnalia, which is a holiday in honor of Saturn, the god of agriculture. He's also, also Saturday. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what Saturday is named after him. But he's also the god of um, changing seasons of generations. Not specifically but about kind of the altering of, of the seasons He's and, and of agriculture
4: yeah. agriculture is the life death birth rebirth mm-hmm. planting growing it is the continual changing and saturn saturn is celebrated the entire year through and in saturnalia in in the december version of saturnalia i mean not yeah saturnalia okay the, the december version of saturn's festivals Encompass a whole slew of different gods and, and mm-hmm. goddesses, and they are all pertaining to the storage of the grain, and and the and it, it's all about uh, blessing the, the the crops that are stored mm-hmm. in the winter time.
1: Yeah, in, in a way, uh, in those ancient culture, agriculture was the timekeeper. You know, there was mm-hmm. a time for harvesting, there was a time for mm-hmm. planting, Absolutely. and so so uh, and if. You might, ladies might be able to correct me, but uh, Saturnalia, I believe in the Greek, was Kronos, right? Was it not?
2: It's kind of Kronos, but not really. Saturn was was
1: Roman, Kronos was Greek.
4: The Romans had a tendency to give their name to all of the gods and say, Mm -hmm. okay, well, this god is is actually him over here and her over here, and and they just kind of glommed them all together, and that's not really true.
2: Yeah, but the Kronos had, there was other aspects to him that aren't in Saturn, but similar, similar uh, copy. Anyway, so this, yeah, Saturnalia in December around Solstice is a huge party, lots of fun, lots of drinking, lots and lots of feasting. Chocolate, a lot of chocolate. Yeah, I didn't know that. Always,
3: doesn't matter what age, ever, I just in general, <laughs> lots of chocolate. <laughs> lots of so, drinking, I'm seeing a pattern
2: here. <laughs> So yeah, so the so these are the festivals that are happening around the world and um but in the early years of Christianity, like we said, birth of Jesus was not celebrated. Um and By the way, for
1: for our audience out there that might have missed that, we had a great episode with Richard Carrier debating uh Michael Horner at the university uh on the historicity of Jesus. More and more historians are basically saying, no, Jesus was not even man. You no, know, there's oh. that was not even a
0: a rabbi at the time so it was an existing myth that was
3: yeah circulated yeah.
2: that's what exactly. that's what
1: michael uh, but, Richard
2: but, Carey says. but that is not part of that no they, <laughs> they can
3: reference to an episode you mm-hmm. know no. look back in the archives that's right look at the archives
2: <laughs> so uh yeah so it was actually pope julius the 1st who chose december 25th as as jesus birthday um and it was then it spread around and of course with the spread of christianity that became the thing um, and so, so that's kind of the, the origins of, of the actual festival. But, um, when you come to North America, so of course the Puritans who came to North America and, um, uh, Oliver Cromwell and the Puritans took over England in 1645. They, they vowed to rid England of decadence and as part of their effort, they canceled Christmas. <laughs> so Cromwell called that. You know, what I tell
1: that people don't believe me that Christmas was canceled.
2: He canceled Christmas. He said it was a heathen tradition and that Christmas carols decorated trees and any joyful expression that uh, desecrated the sacred event. So he he just nixed it. Um, But the the, the pilgrims come to America in 1620 and uh, they're very orthodox and Christmas is not a holiday in early America. Uh, from sixteen fifty nine to sixteen eighty one the celebration of Christmas was outlawed in Boston. Um hold on, hold on. repeat that. Sixteen fifty nine to sixteen eighty one, Christmas wow. was outlawed in Boston. That's twenty years.
3: Imagine the savings. Your yeah, <laughs> <imagine the, the laughs> credit
2: card bill was yeah. like great at that time. Yeah, the the governor called it a pagan mockery of the Christmas observance. And you were fined if you hung up any ornaments, had a tree, did anything that was—if you did anything except for go to church, you got fined. Um. So continues on. Uh, there the German settlers came and kind of loosened things up, had their Christmas trees, made it more of a celebration. Must
1: have brought up German beer.
2: <laughs> I see a pattern. But um. Uh, but as up until the 1840s, Christmas trees were pagan symbols and were not accepted by most Americans. And, then, and during the 1820s, early 1800s, there was a lot of unrest in the States. There was uh, riots because there was a lot of poverty. And so um, the New York City Council actually instituted the city's first police force in response to a Christmas riot. Because some people had started to have Christmas festivities, other people were too poor to afford it. There's a lot of new immigrants who's not not blending. There's just a lot of unhappy, segregated people, and so they had a riot, and uh, and that was how the New York police force was established. Um, and then and then uh, how far, far
1: they've come. They only hit black ornaments now.
2: <laughs> upper classes <laughs> decided that they were going to gentrify Christmas, and Clement Seymour Moore writes, a Night Before Christmas, that's a part of that gentrification effort, to make it instead of a big riot out in the streets, you know, people drinking and having big feasts and having a lot of fun, it's now going to be a quiet thing inside, an internal celebration. You just do it with your family. These are the traditions. You don't want to stir up the pot. Um, and so, yeah, Christmas was finally declared a federal holiday in the states in, on June 26, 1870. And uh, I just uh, 1870
1: was officially a holiday.
2: Yeah, but but this is what I wanted to end on that um, on Christmas Eve in Britain, children leave out mince pies with brandy for Father Christmas. Mince pies with brandy. Not carrots and milk, or cookies and milk. Well, no wonder he goes to Europe Mince York pies first. and brandy. And, uh, if I was <laughs> Santa, I'd be going there first, too. A custom from the Middle Ages says that if you eat a mince pie on every day from Christmas till 12th night, 6th of January, uh, you will have happiness for the next 12 months. So, get ready for the mince pie. Yeah. And
1: you said their website was nailed. Yeah,
2: sorry. Yeah, already. that's <laughs> <dry fall. laughs> So that's my brief history of Christmas. Well,
1: thank you so much. So, let's turn to our wicked friends, our witches. Our witches. All right, guys. What's the deal? Exploit <laughs> it to us, us atheists.
2: So I'll I'll start with a question. So um, the uh, uh, very much because this a lot of these uh, okay first of all pagan just means pre-Christian. That's not a specific religion.
4: Pagan means uh nature based religion.
2: Yeah. So okay.
4: Nature based pagan actually means from the country. Paganus from the country. means from the country. Okay. Heathen means from the heath, and it means that you're live in the land and that's what your 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 religion is in, is a land yes. based. Okay,
2: land based. All right. And a lot of these cultures were or used oral tradition. Mhm. So so then I'm curious where like mm-hmm. the, the the basis of your belief, um, is it, I'm curious I, where the history of it comes from, like, because you know it's it's land-based and worships nature, do you have kind of any kind of concrete um, things that were done in the past, any certain practices that you can build on, or? Yeah, it's, as a,
4: it's, it's as a Wiccan, as, yes, a, as yes. a Wiccan, uh, Wicca is a modern religion, it was only founded okay. in like the 1950s.
3: Okay. It's really oh wow. Modern, okay. Really
4: modern. I didn't know um, that. I thought Neo
0: Wicca. Okay.
4: Yeah, um but it's based on um European history. It's Euro- European traditional practices then in prehistory and in and in historical times. Um the they they've got uh, folklore, archaeological information, mm-hmm. um uh historical documents from from um early medieval times mm-hmm. and and um uh Roman times as huh. well. Um and so there Wicca is pieced together from it's cobbled huh. together from the remnants dis of, of the destruction of pagan religions in Europe. And those
3: and those and those major and those first major reconstructionists were yeah. Crowley?
4: Uh no. no. Cra- Crowley was more. Crowley was interested in magic. He wasn't really interested in religion. Gerald Gardner, um, Doreen Valiente, um, uh, they, yeah, were the they they they, kind they, of, were, they they brought forward
3: kind of the first um, reconstructed neo pagan uh, neo wicca um, um, frameworks mm-hmm. and and recreated those based on myth, based on ideas of um of uh of nature based spirituality. Mm-hmm. I have a I had a teacher, you know, remember a Mohi and he used to say, you know, that he had teachers in all four of the nations in the world, the white, the red, the brown and the yellow. And he'd had teachings in all of those and he said, you know, my red brothers say, the First Nations brothers say that their- trad- their 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 myths say that they're the ones who have kept the keys to the earth, the white people and the black people and the yellow people have forgotten those keys and if you look at it, there's nature based spiritualities for all of those the Shintos mm-hmm. in Japan, the aboriginals uh, um the Norse and celtic and tr- traditions mm-hmm. all of those religions and you know I, I just want to speak this in there none of them exclu- none of them claimed exclusivity on the truth. Mm. Except the Abrahamic traditions, mm. and it was those Abrahamic uh, colonization traditions—the Christians, uh, Ju- Judeo's uh, uh, theology, and Muslims—who all said, "I have one way to the truth." The rest of those nature-based spiritualities never never claimed exclusivity. Mm. The Taoists never said, "Ours is the only way." They said, "Here's a way," and so I think that I think that overall. Yeah, it, just kind of mm-hmm. a context thing. I, I'm not sure if that how that contributes mm-hmm.
0: But mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. yeah,
3: because
1: I always get the impression Whenever I, I, I think Wiccan I always get the impression That uh, there's a lot of Celtic uh, But then there seems to be some Roman Or, or, or it's Greek It's
4: European, it's European based and yeah. Europe, is a, Europe is a big, broad spectrum mm-hmm. no? But
1: there, there seems to be I don't know, lack of structure or focus or my my my. They
4: created a new structure. Okay. Wicca okay. has created a new structure. They you you'll find elements of of northern traditions, the Vikings.
1: Is there is there is there like a one uh, book? Yeah, an authority. No, no. no. Yeah, you know, because sometimes I get, I get I also get the impression there's a lot of uh, what we skeptics and atheists would call a lot of woo. You know, a lot of. New Age energy thing, right? So mm-hmm. I get okay, is that real Wicca, or is that, that...
4: You can find that anywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, for that, sure, that's absolutely. True. That's true, but, yeah. you
1: know, uh, I kind of wonder, is that, like, real age, real Wicca, or is it, like, you no, know, there's a more traditional way, you know? A bit like you'd say, there's there's a Catholic, and then there's the the, the Pentecostal speaking in tongues, right? I mean, uh, I'm trying to compare, you know, yeah. which one I'm, is more I'm real? I'm not about
4: to tell anybody that they're not real. Okay. Um their traditions, their you your part of Wicca is a search for knowledge. You need to learn for yourself. You need to study um existent lore throughout the world. You need to um find your truths uh in nature, in, in history, in your ancestry. The the common threads of Wicca are earth, air, fire, water, spirit surrounded by the all that's the pentacle. Um it's it's the the ancestral lineage of your yourself going back to the very beginning because the gods gave birth to mankind and mankind gave birth to their children and all the way up to us. And 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 that's it pretty much. Now, you find the context of that in your own ancestral heritage. You're going to find stuff in in Brittany that is similar but different from stuff in Norway and and different in, in Greece. And all of these are European traditions. Mm-hmm. And within Wicca, Wicca is a modern construct, and it's, it's uh, feeding on the roots of all of these ancient traditions as we know them and as they make sense in a modern world.
1: So you guys are essentially more like the Unitarian Church of all the ancient European stuff, right? You yeah. guys are more like uh, the big tent that encompasses all. No, I'm wrong. Okay. No,
4: no, no we are we're no. we're unique, and we are we don't claim um, authorship anywhere else. We don't claim um, um, a membership card in in any other tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be disrespectful. Uh, other people have their own their own traditions, mm-hmm. their own pathways, and um, we take what resonates with us, and 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 really, you have to search your own soul, your own self, your own um, impetus.
3: It's a per- it's a perfect path for for a skeptic, absolutely. Because it's not about belief; it's about practice. It's it's about awareness. Responsibility for manifesting my reality.
1: Manifesting your reality.
3: Yes, I manifest my reality.
1: Could okay, could you elaborate on what that means?
3: Uh, sure. Um, I by my thoughts and my actions or my ritual, mm-hmm. set out an intention that I wish to fulfill. I can do that through ritual. I can do that through meditation. I can do that through mantra. I can do that a variety of ways. As a Wiccan, I would choose to do that in ritual. So I want to manifest uh, I want to manifest something a, a new job to come into my life. So Kate may have more of the tweak on it but for me I'd be doing I'd be bringing something in so I'd be doing ritual on the night of a waxing moon as energy is increasing so the moon also plays an influence and we pay attention to the energies that come to us celestially from the earth so we'd be I'd be doing ritual on a waxing moon with a green manifesting candle, candle and perhaps an essential oil that brings that in. Now I don't believe that it's magically poof something together. What I believe is that by doing that ritual, I clearly create a thought and an energy, and then
4: I let it go. She's attuning herself to the process of of bringing what she wants into her life. That's yeah. what she's doing, and then and then the next step which isn't mentioned in most magic books is to <laughs> network <laughs> apply for jobs and apply for jobs
1: <laughs> okay so 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 essentially that, that was my follow up question um by doing your ritual of on the waxing moon and all that are you essentially for lack of a better word uh, hypnotizing yourself to do better preparing yourself mentally or are you influencing Partly. events Partly. Partly.
4: Partly okay. and, and both, yeah. You are you are you're get you're finding the groove. You're you're getting in the in the train of the you're 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 finding the flow. If you're a surfer, you're 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 catching the wave and you're riding it.
1: It's a bit like a like a sport people will have the little ritual before a game. So it's essentially what you're doing. Sort you're, of. you're mentally preparing yourself for the battle sort
3: in of. a way. Or sort of. when you're in that sport and you're in the zone where it all works out, and everything's easy, you're trying to go with the river. You're trying to tap into the river of energy, and then have that thought in that space.
2: Hmm. It's funny, because I I play hockey, right? And it seems like those two things would be completely uh, opposed to each other, but I know exactly what you mean about being in the zone, and, and all athletes
4: yeah, it's called the sweet spot. Yeah, thing.
2: know yeah. that feeling. So, I know. yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're and talking about. And she has the cutest of little rituals, oh, too. <laughs>
3: and so was, I, th- I think for me, the other thing about manifesting your own reality is, is acknowledging your inherent divinity. The, the thing about Wicca is that we are not separate from the divine. We're, you know, if we talk about gods and goddesses, we don't talk about them as some abstract Santa Claus out in the sky who's going to, you know, strike us down with lightning. If We, we understand them or to be... Or give us what we want. Or give us what we want for Christmas. <laughs> we understand them as archetypal representations of a human condition. Mm. And so I don't see a god as outside, or a goddess as outside of myself and some sort of divine. I just understand that I'm addressing the part of myself that that, rep, that is that goddess. Thou art God and thou art Goddess. All that is 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 the divine. Sorry for interrupting. Thou art God and thou art Goddess is how we would and we would manifest that in in ritual.
2: So is it is it safe to say that uh, rituals in Wicca are very personal? You would more do it just for yourself as opposed to Uh, doing it in a group. Yes,
4: but we do have Sabbats, seasonal Mm -hmm. celebrations, uh, and those will have will have a a whole community will get together or family. I have. We have uh, celebrations for for various reasons: uh, birthdays, um, cronings, cronings, celebration, a
3: coming of age for an elder, for a woman who ceases menses. um, Once yearly, we'll find a time to honor those women who have then become our elders during that year. Usually, by time of year, we'll do it on a waning moon, and in the dark time of the year. But then we'll take and honor them, and just like we honor our girls who who cross that line from child to woman, we'll also honor women who go from maidens to mothers. There's you know
4: three and from boys to men and boys and, to men. men to
3: that that never happens.
1: We remain boys. We're just older and no, bigger. No,
3: actually, I
4: I wash sheets for boys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> too much information. <laughs> is there more women and more witches than? They're
4: all witches. Uh, they're all, are, all witches. But
2: are there more witches, female men. witches than male witches.
4: Oh um,
1: yeah, that's another thing. Is I, I think, well, it?
2: Sorry. depends.
3: It depends if you're going into a federal institution. It depends with men. on if you're going into
4: a federal <laughs> institution. That is that. Yeah, then I'm definitely outnumbered. <laughs> so
3: so so to be correct,
1: if the ma male. Wiccans are called...
4: They're called witches. witches.
1: They're still witches.
4: They're witches.
3: Absolutely. They're not called
4: warlocks. No, so not warlocks. Okay. No, Warlock that's means an oath, way, oath breaker. Oh. Warlock. Oh. And they're not wizards out oh. there. Oh. Oath, uh, no. wiz, a, anybody can be a wizard, but a wizard is a, is a magic user. It's a form of magic. Uh, Wiccans oh. will not necessarily use magic, even though they recognize the inherent um, nature of magic. It doesn't mean that they're actually... I, I seldom do spell work. Anymore? Okay.
3: I, yeah, I don't do it anymore. I used to. Because, I
4: did it a lot when yeah, I started. Yeah,
3: sure. Everybody does when they yeah. start. Yeah, I know. That's because that's with all the good. The, it's good all, stuff well, like. Oh yeah, yeah. Is. I'm going to yeah, do yeah. ritual. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah.
1: This is fascinating. That um, um, I'm just wondering, from a, from a bit of a skeptical point of view, yeah? when you were doing ritual magic, did you guys actually see an effect, or is it just like anecdotal?
2: First of all, how would you do that? Well, I, I guess tell? it would. Well, yeah, that's exactly it, right? Ma- would, yeah. <laughs>
4: magic in it, in Wiccan under in my understanding, magic is follows natural natural resonance. It follows the natural pathways. You you don't have things flink in and out of of reality in front of you, in, mm-hmm. except in Hollywood. You it know, could, um,
1: could really use a bit of
0: money right now. You will,
4: okay? Then, uh, <laughs> then d- depends on what, how much money you want. But if you just need pocket change or or to just get your bills paid, then there is a spell that I could teach you. That would do that. <laughs> cool. Prosperity
1: song. That almost sounds like we should do a scientific experiment and drive. <laughs> a, see Kevin's bank account, do a spell, <laughs> and check every month. And <laughs> see what no, happens. No,
0: see, but
3: then you can't work against it, right? This I'm
1: yeah. not working against that, it. I that, just that's want to the see if problem something Problem with being a
3: skeptic is that then being a skeptic, you're always standing away from that energy. That would mean you fully mm. surrender to the idea of yes, mm. it's coming in. I know it's coming in. Mm. Uh,
1: Okay, so okay, so, so. so
3: that's kind of the breaks. So, so you got to commit or not commit.
1: So, oh, okay,
3: see. So, mm.
1: so you got to have faith in a way.
3: Well, you have to at least suspend disbelief.
4: There we go. Thank you, Kate.
1: Okay, although skepticism is not disbelief. It's essentially, you know. Well,
4: it depends kinda... on the spe- skeptic. I've met some skeptics that. Are, well, yeah, are, depends they how they how are you use the adamantly thumping yeah to tell me how wrong i am
2: yeah, there's there's Absolutely. different levels Absolutely. of skepticism no, a, for
1: a, sure. a real yeah a real skeptic would su- su- subject this claim to a test
2: mm-hmm. and yep.
1: you know be impartial about it mm-hmm. that that is real skepticism mm-hmm. uh the kind of skeptic you were describing that's that's a denier I know. You know, it's a bit like yeah. somebody like climate change, something like that. They deny it no matter what, even if the evidence was pointing the other way. But they but still
4: I, wear the label, just like, just like you know, yeah. Christians yeah. That, that beat up black people still wear the label. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I have a to, to sort of change our our tack a little bit. Um, I was doing some research because uh, humanists are not, consi- well, obviously not considered a religion. Um. However, there was, I know some people who wanted to become a humanist celebrants so that they could officiate at weddings and, and it would be official. They wouldn't have to then go get remarried at at City Hall or whatever. Mm-hmm. so But they're not allowed to do that um, because according to BC, in Ontario you can and in countries around the world you can. But in BC you cannot because um, uh, we fit, humanists fit all the criteria except for... That we don't have a place of worship, we don't have a building that we go to to have our ceremonies. But that's the only criteria we don't have. But I did notice that there are uh, Wicca priests, Wiccan priests, and and so I'm. Do you have you uh, done that? Have you done like a a marriage ceremony or anything? I have, but
4: I not legally, but yes, I have. I've I've done uh, hand fastings for various people, and they've signed the. They've had a uh, justice of the peace that has has been there. I do know. uh, other pagans who who mm-hmm. do legal legal mm-hmm. hand fastings
2: or weddings. As I just, well. I think that's really cool. You have I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you have to do I to handfasted
3: my brother? But again, like Kate, there, there was uh, there had to be a JP oh, because okay. I haven't gone through the commissioner of marriages process.
2: But they sh- you shouldn't have to because as a yeah, no,
4: you do have to. You have to ha- you have to have a legal license to marry people. In in BC.
2: Okay, but e- even BC. if you're like a like a minister, can just
4: no a minister. Hmm. Ha- they still have to have hmm. a. It, they they have to go through a, a certain paperwork paperwork, mm-hmm. and they okay. have to be legally acknowledged. As hmm. interesting. Indeed, uh, there's lots of things you do as a witch:
3: births, death, mm-hmm. hand handfast, stand by and witness,
4: all of them, all the doorways. All the doorways, all the thresholds. I'm,
2: I'm getting that pattern it's that it's, uh, it's celebrating it human and, and, life and, and all the is. stages of human all, life.
4: all life, not just human life, all, all life. Right, that's it even is, more important. We are, uh, it's a, it's a cyclical. It's about nature, mm-hmm. you know, and and each one of our Sabbaths, each one, which is what we call our our high holy days celebrations; those are all threshold days. They're they're the changeover from mm-hmm. one season into the next season, and and they they carry they carry the seed of the one previous, mm-hmm. and the and the the promise of the one following, and that's what co- what is combined. In, and there's a character habit. of, of each part of mm-hmm. that year,
3: like the time between Samhain or Hallow's Eve, Halloween, and Winter Solstice, right? Ha- sure. Sa- Samhain's our New Year. That's mm-hmm. our Celtic New Year. And so we're just into the beginning of the year, where all the seeds of the next year are germinating. So it's important to be settled, to not be out and uh, you know, and to not um, to think about what is coming in. It's a real kind of incubation time
4: a- a- after winter solstice. But we're also going through the hallowing and the harrowing of the land. I mean, it, where, mm-hmm. when the soil the soil freezes, and and when the soil freezes. It it purifies it. It kills mm-hmm. off the unnecessary bacteria and it and it kills off the excess mm-hmm. uh, insects and and it it purifies all that land. And and some of these seeds they need to freeze in order mm-hmm. to be able to germinate. Mm-hmm. And and that's the harrowing and the hallowing of this of the land. And that's what we're celebrating at solstice. Mm-hmm. Is this is in in the north tradition they've they've had the wild hunt is just ending. Mm-hmm. The wild hunt starts at at Sawan, which is Halloween, and it and it travels the world, and and wherever the wherever the footsteps land, the frost cracks the land, and it and it purifies and it cleanses hmm. it, and it and it it prepares the land for the the coming spring, and then that that wild hunt ends on solstice. And solstice is the the high holy day. It's the rebirth of the sun, but it's not just rebirth of the sun. It's the rebirth of the world and the land, mm-hmm. and and it's just the growth and the growth, yeah, which yeah. is going to be coming in in at imbolc, which is in six February first February, the February first lambing. Eve. February Eve, mm-hmm. yeah, first
3: lambs.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, I've got I've got an interesting question. Um, before I want to go, I, I wanted to ask something like you know. Modern society, you know, uh, Hollywood and stuff like that, helping or hurting Wicca today? I mean, I know we know Christianity hurt tremendously, but today, you know, in a society that is getting more and more secular, uh, how how is Wicca still viewed? Do you guys still like? Do you guys still feel oppressed in a way? Or
3: well, I kn- I know that I live in a Christian-centric. Culture and society, which is part of the reason I have a nom de plume for this evening. Um, so oh, you mean
1: that's not your real name, Moonraker? Th- oh, sorry, Moonstorm.
3: Moonraker, that's a good one. Moonraker, oh, that's a, that's yeah, I'll yeah, rake it <laughs> over. <all right>. Um, <laughs> Moonraker,
1: was this a James Bond so
3: thing? There is, there's. I find that there's increasing tolerance, um, especially in the urban centers. Mm-hmm. And is Hollywood helping or hurting? I don't care. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I,
0: yeah.
4: Both. No. Both. Both, You know, I, I still am dealing with uh, people telling me about the craft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that little movie. And I'm still getting people that telling me about Buffy. <laughs> Buffy? Buffy. Buffy. Vampire. Well, yeah. yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, because yeah. Uh, what's her name? The, the red-headed witch was turned Wiccan and was a witch, and Yeah.
2: i've never seen it so i i'm lost but yeah
4: no you haven't lost much i'm sure both um there's there is a a greater tolerance nowadays i i think it's hard for me to say because i am out of the closet i am not i haven't been i've been known as a as a witch and a wiccan and i've been a public face i've been i had my my 15 minutes of fame in the paper and mm-hmm. all it, the rest of that. She's so. a national
3: uh, oh.
0: national chaplain.
3: Oh, that's interesting. Well, I mean we we
1: that's could cool. sur- as atheists, I mean ourselves were are out of the closet as well, obviously, because we do the podcast. But there are many people that we know that are still in the closet and well, for I've the same the same kind of reason. For, right?
4: for yeah, for for atheists it's it it's it's as bad. Oh, if not worse, it's because a... you guys are godless. And that means you have no, morals, <laughs> right? you have We've no moral. We've heard that one before. You have no mm-hmm. moral compass because you have nobody telling you what to do. Well, mm-hmm. sorry, no one doesn't wash.
3: <laughs> we don't really have anybody telling us what to do either.
4: Yeah. That's cool. No, that,
3: yeah, but
1: they don't know that.
2: No, I'm, they're talking about... <laughs> well, they, the, the, the Christians to, don't know that. <laughs> well,
4: no, they just think that we're 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 satanic.
2: Yeah. You yeah, you oh, love?
4: Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the whole satanic thing, okay?
3: Yeah. Satan was a Christian invention. Totally, it was the antithesis. Whoa, it was the it was the demonization of existing pagan gods and goddesses. So, it's their religion. It's Satanism. their gods. Mm-hmm. They can burn in hell. Yeah, Satanism
4: <laughs> is is a, a a part of the Christian mythology. Yeah, yeah. It actually
1: yeah. it actually started at Zoroastrian. We actually in episode three we did a bit of a blurb on the devil, which is a fascinating story. Yes, actually. Absolutely. If you go through you follow the devil throughout the ages, it's really fascinating. Uh, but it, the Christians did take it over. Because there's no there's no devil in Jewish folklore or anything. Or Wiccan. Like, or Wiccan.
3: Right? So. It's not yeah, anything no. that's recognized. And what's with that broomstick thing? Where the <laughs> hell did that come from?
4: Well, You sweep actually, your kitchens with it. Sorry? You sweep your kitchens with it. Well, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and some witches in age of lore would wish to engage in visions. And so they would avail themselves of certain herbs to induce these hallucinations, those herbs could sometimes be applied to a broomstick and then absorbed vaginally. No. really, wow.
0: Really,
4: <laughs>
0: well,
3: that so there is lightning. some
4: broom stuff. Well, my jury's out on that because a lot of that came out of um, out of um, witch trials.
3: Mm. Oh yeah, the, and the
4: witch trials were. Uh, a lot of, um, Let's see what shit we can make up. To, sorry. Yeah. We, we'll see what yeah. stuff we can make up to... Uh, of Malleus
0: yeah. yeah,
3: If she floats, she's yeah. a witch, and if she doesn't float, she's if a witch. If she drowns, if yeah.
2: Drown, if she drowns, she's yeah. drown, innocent, but if she floats, she's a witch. So you get to save you save her do, her. and damned if you not Well,
1: don't. yeah, if she's dead, but you get to save her soul. That's how you're uh-huh. supposed to. Keep
2: yeah, but yeah. You, yeah. Keep, yeah. you get to keep her property. Yeah, I know. If she dies. Yeah, that's my my theory. I have nothing to back up. the burning times just got us all excited. Kate's sitting there
3: quite calmly, but...
2: Witch hunt thing is the Did intelligent, strong women who probably were that they were the ones who assisted in the births. They're the ones who mm-hmm. had med- medical lore. They used herbs, it all these wick, things. Which
4: witch wick or Wicca comes from an Anglo-Saxon word meaning um, flexible, it means to bend. Which Wicca? Right? Mm. Wicca. It means to bend. It means flexible. Um, with an e on the end, it's a male, and with an a on the end, it's female. Mm. Um, and it it means to be, yeah, wise, mm-hmm. to be flexible, to know, and and yeah, they were the they were the people who knew the herb lore, and they 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 helped with the birthing, and they helped with the deaths, and they helped they helped settle disputes, and they they were just. The people that knew.
2: Yeah, so they're the ones to get rid of so that you can establish your own culture over top of your conquered people. That too. Well, especially if
3: you're looking to bring in a paternalistic medical system. Yeah, exactly. And that says anybody who uh, relieves the pain of a woman in childbirth is to be considered, you know... (laughs) <laughs> Evil. Well, yeah. that's what that's midwife. Yeah. Right. So for me, that was a let's get out with the hands of it.
1: And of course, it's against, especially if you're Christian, because if it goes against what God said in Genesis. Right, that women will have increased pain in
2: childbirth. Because we're the original sinners, we bear our children uh, in pain. Yeah. Oh, Man,
3: I had the best time during birth. I had visions. Visions. Yeah, I had visions. Okay. I a, I think. I believe think, I think. I think that this whole thing about pain in childbirth is. It starts with scaring people, starts with scaring women, starts with telling them that that is, and taking away that profound story that we have. Because men go to war and women go to birth.
0: Mm.
3: We have our birth stories. Those are our war stories. When you invalidate that, when you say that that should be screamingly painful, you take away the pride in that
0: trial. Mm.
1: No, well, I mean, of course, I'm being a little male here. I guess my opinion doesn't count for that much, but uh, <laughs> I've always wondered I've always wondered why why is it that women would have to go through childbirth that would be excruciating while the rest of the animal kingdom seems to be okay with it. because of the
3: way we evolved, and babies' heads are really big.
1: Yeah, but still, I mean we're
3: usually, usually before before modern medicine, as many women would die in childbirth as men died in war.
4: Have you have you seen uh you've seen a a man with a broken foot? Have you seen how he reacts to having a broken a broken bone? You ever mm-hmm. seen people no, that I have you've you've never seen any seen a human a human,
2: well, a well, human yeah, usually... that, that
4: that gets a, a gash in their leg or yeah, a like uh, wound? Okay, yeah. Okay, and they and they make a big deal out of it and they cry and they or they make or they moan and they mm. oh pity me feel sorry for me. Okay, well you ever seen a cat?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's wounded, do they yeah. cry? no go no. do they themselves whine and do they, deal with they
4: carry it. on No. it doesn't mean that they're not feeling pain, it just means that they're dealing with it better
0: mhm
4: that's just the same thing
0: mm-hmm.
4: i don't think that yeah. I don't think that animals as in as in four legged beasts or or' non humans because humans are animals too. I don't think that that four legged beasts handle have have a less traumatic birth cycle, I think that they just handle it better yeah. because they're not whiners. I, I, I I'd, I'd agree with that. Hero, uh, I grew up
2: on a farm. I'm talking I, I about mean, you? I
4: mean, man is in mankind.
1: Okay. I, I'm wondering, is anybody around here, like, guys, can you come and help me or something? You know? <laughs> Yeah. Oh,
2: I, I grew up on a farm and I've seen lots of animals give birth and I would agree with that. I mm-hmm. think they just they just deal with it because they, they have to. Their survival better. depends on them dealing with it. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: And and they also haven't been told that they're supposed to scream and cry and mm-hmm. and make a big deal out of it. And, and they can't. And,
3: and no cow I know can imagine well, an no. epidural. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want the epidural.
2: <laughs> but the, it's interesting because because there used to be midwives and now there's like a battle to get midwives back and and all of that power was taken from women put in the hands of men when i gave birth i i did have a doctor i didn't have a midwife but i insisted that it was a woman there was no way i was going to let a man be there at my birth and not that you know nothing against men but a woman is the one who can understand and can aid and because they've been through that and in a a way that a man just can't conceive of it at your birth when i gave birth you said your birth whatever wow i know you'd like to take (laughs) charge but this is ridiculous so I totally understand that that idea, and and uh, it, it's very it's strengthening to to have that, yeah, to take that power back and yeah. and celebrate those cycles, which yeah. is another thing that is very Protestant is to you know you don't talk about you don't talk about when you start menstruating you don't talk about these things they're just you hidden under the rug the you, yeah that's yeah. something that's private and 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 kind of shameful. dirty and shameful yeah and and to take that out and to say no we're going to celebrate that is very empowering.
3: Well, so even I have a I have a good friend that uh that worked in the sex trade as a sex worker and I remember talking to her and she reminded me of this recently and said, you know, I remember you talking to me a long time ago and saying, you know, in matrilineal society there was a space for temple priestesses to meet the sexual needs of a community. Hmm. And they were revered. Hmm. And children that were born out of those unions were seen as sacred. Hmm and it was a way for uh, sexuality to be expressed safely as spe- yeah for 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 a variety of reasons we could have a whole show about that but oh. you yeah. know the
4: when there was no ownership of human human yeah. partners yeah yeah i mean there's still ownership of humans because mm-hmm. but probably yeah. but there's no the ownership of human partners was in and, and your family you didn't own your children mm-hmm. which we do now yeah sadly. The only thing you really knew was
3: who, oh, who your mother was, mm-hmm. not necessarily who your father was. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: because they're all your father, right? They're all your father. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess
1: that's where it takes a village
3: Absolutely. came Absolutely. from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. and that bonding because
4: you, you care for all the children in your village because you could be any one of their fathers. And
3: mm-hmm. you don't
4: have just one mother. Yeah. They're all your mothers. They're all your mothers. You mother. know, and, and all of these adults are looking after all of these children because they are all important. And, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess it's. I, I hate the fact that uh, Christianity has influenced our society so much that when it comes to sexuality, you know, we teach men to be proud of their penis and everything, but women, you know, they have to be ashamed and wash their vagina often for some reason. You
3: know? it's just, yeah, SDS, deodorize. You know, yeah,
1: it's always yeah. washing, you know, always, you know.
3: I don't know. <laughs> Some, well,
0: <laughs> I hope you know little, more than I do. <laughs> sometimes
3: a little dab between behind your ears is just what you need to get the boys at the bar around <laughs> Well, I guess we're moving on
1: to
2: another segment now. This
3: is. Why's your face red, Kevin? <laughs> your face oh red? no, my face ain't red. Bye. Oh, must be the reflection from your microphone.
0: Oh,
1: trust me, I can I can keep up with you, Gal. All right. Well. I had so many stories I wanted to tell this week about a brilliant moment brought to you by. You gotta love that. I dream a genie, right? Isn't that magic and everything? That's perfect. <laughs> but I really wanted to focus on something that happened. I wanted to tell this on the last show. We never, we never got around to do it. Um, this is a, uh, a Hamilton family. I don't know if you heard about this story, but it's it's amazing. Um, this is a family in Hamilton, in Canada, right? And um, there's a, a lady by the name of Kaling Wald. Um, she left the corpse of her dead husband upstairs in the bedroom for six months. Uh, when she was asked um, why where her 52-year-old husband was, she kept saying that he was in God's hands now. Um, what the neighbors didn't know is that uh, Peter Wald uh, died six months earlier and his corpse was rotting upstairs in a padlock room. Now... Peter apparently suffered from diabetes and uh, had an infected foot, but he refused to seek medical help, thinking that God would heal him. You know, that's another brilliant moment. Apparently he then slipped into some kind of coma, and uh, he he then uh, showed signs of uh, rigor mortis uh, days later. Now, Kaling, his wife, then she covered his body with blankets and a toque on his head. Uh, She then sealed the vents and padlocked the doors, and life just went on. As the rest of the family prayed for his resurrection. These people actually thought that, you know, Peter would just, when God would snap his fingers and Peter would just get up and everything would be fine.
2: They believed in a corporeal resurrection.
1: Yeah. Uh, They were convinced of his eventual return. Uh, It's only when the sheriff came to evict the family, uh, because they uh, defaulted on their mortgage, that the body was discovered. The body was so badly decomposed, it was impossible to identify. It was had been gnawed by rats and all kinds of
0: stuff. This is so disgusting.
1: Uh, now, the walls are known that, that, you know, that family, you know, the one that has a minivan that's covered in scriptures, you know. And uh and five or six children aged between 11 and 22 and seven other adults living in the house say this hasn't changed her faith in God whatsoever. She plead guilty to failing to notify police or the coroner and they've mo they've now moved to Fort Erie, Ontario. You guys have any thoughts about this? I mean aside shaking your head.
3: <laughs> Mental illness is a horrible thing.
1: Yeah, that's pretty strong words saying about you know, like I said, you know, children eleven to twenty two, you get adult children in there and seven other adults in this family. And I my first thought is they default on their mortgage, you get seven adults and adult children in there? Could nobody Enough money to pay mortgage. Well, what kind I, of a mortgage I, have there? I don't think
2: they're living in this world. I no, fear.
1: no. Um,
2: I I would like to say something that's actually not related to religion, but I think our society has a big problem with death. I think we have very unhealthy uh, ideas about death, and we'd do better if we could just accept it as part of life and and celebrate it as such and move forward.
1: Well, I, I, I essentially have the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, the same view as Woody Allen. I've got nothing against death. I just don't want to be there when it happens.
2: <laughs> Thank you for that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's just, it's just weird what religion does. I mean, these people are still, you know, they still now that this, this Peter fellow, I guess, is buried or cremated, but they still, they haven't shaken their faith whatsoever. You would think that, you know, What does it take for you to start thinking that you're just going to put somebody's body up there and he's going to come back to life? I mean, billions of people before you have died and passed away and decomposed, cremated, whatever. But your husband, no, no, he's coming back for some reason. Lots of Kool-Aid. Lots lots of
3: Kool-Aid indeed. I have a a joke about Cartesian dualism for you, though. Okay. Okay, why is Satanism the perfect religion? Why? Uh, why Because if you screw up, you go to heaven. (laughs) that's (laughs)
0: Ah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, should do that I don't get a I'm pumped for that. <laughs>
1: oh, hold on, hold on. Let me... Let.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay.
1: Um. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, guys, thanks for coming. Um, now, if somebody wants to... Is there a way people can contact you if they want to learn more about uh, Wicca? Or do you guys have like a...
4: Come down to Legal Grounds in Abbotsford uh, any Sunday afternoon between one and three.
1: Wow! So you guys meet just after the?
4: Oh yes, this is yeah, where
1: I, I saw you guys seen you before. before. You meet just
4: after the, uh, yeah. the Frieza Valley Atheists, basically the same time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there we go. And yeah, we're in the coffee room or in the in the the, the nook right by the fireplace. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and or and yeah, or you can go to uh, LilithTemple.ca and, and LilithTemple.ca. Uh, Lilith and that's that's uh, the outfit that we're f- affiliated with, and you can send us uh, an email, and we'll get back to you. Cool, excellent. And tell you to come to the coffee meet. Yeah. Well,
3: the Temple Society was founded in 1999 in. That's uh, oh, very in new. Abbotsford and it's very very new. 1999. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it's still yeah. it's still a fairly new thing, yeah, right?
3: But we're a we're a strong pagan yeah. uh, Fraser Valley pagan organization, and. Engaging in outreach throughout the community.
1: How many, roughly, around
4: here? How many, roughly, what? How many members Pags, do we have? Yeah. Pagans or yeah. well, okay. members? How members? Many members. How many members? We have uh, on the books. We've got about uh, 180 members. Wow. However, um, we're active members. We don't kick anybody out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we 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 have, but. <laughs> <Very proud. laughs> Yeah um, Anyways No we uh, You're a member for life Or until you say You don't want to be around anymore And then you We remove you from the rules And there's more pagans around Than you think Yeah There's a lot more pagans Than you think So, But we have about 40 active members That are That are You know uh, Attend Excellent. Throughout the year mm-hmm. Alright I guess it's
1: time for my rant If it goes There we go Oh, well, we're doing something about Christmas today, obviously. Yeah, it's that time of year, the time where most of us are throwing ourselves, ourselves into balls and by the latest gadget, knowing full well that a hefty credit card bill awaits us in January. But I didn't notice something different this year. The supposed war on Christmas has spilled into the Canadian side of the border. The dreaded war on Christmas... Warning uh, warning championed by conservative pundits in the United States is now more predictable than Punxsutawney Phil's weather forecast with dire warning that evil atheists are coming to steal Christmas and laughable slogans like, keep Christ in Christmas. So imagine my surprise when I saw that very same remark posted on the sign of a IHOP Pancake House. Not around here though, a bit further down. Even weirder was I was chastised for spelling Christmas with an X on Facebook. The horror, the inhumanity of it all. I have obviously thrown my lot with Satanists and all kinds of demons in order to make baby Jeebus cry. Please give your head a shake. In case you haven't paid attention to tonight's show, the only Christian thing about Christmas is the current name of the holiday, and the mass you probably won't attend. Everything else about it, the date the tree, the feast, the gift exchange, yule logs, mistletoe, decorations. In other words, the good stuff is all pagan origins. All the days of the week are named after ancient deities. Should we honor Wotan for Wednesday or keep Thor in Thursday? Oh, and by the way, the X in Xmas is from the Greek spelling of Christ. Christos, I believe it's said. There's nothing supernatural about Christmas, Christmas is for everybody, and most of us, even atheists, enjoy the holiday. And if there was something sacred about it, it would be the spirit of camaraderie between neighbors. So go out there, keep the merry, and forget the myth. There is no war on Christmas. Enjoy the holiday, take time to be thankful, and remember those not quite as fortunate. Jesus is not the reason for the season. Celebrating your life and those of your close ones is. The season is the reason, like you would say. Best of us for the
4: rest of us. <laughs> now, you should have led with that, and I taken over the whole.
1: Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming again tonight. Um, you're welcome to come back anytime, of course. Uh, thank you very we're, much. We're always open.
3: It's been spectacular, as yeah. always.
1: And this was, of course, our, our last uh, show for the season, so I guess I should, instead of using this regular music, I'll just use the. <laughs> well, guys, uh, you can keep on following us on Facebook, or you can uh, email us at left at v- left at, at And uh, in the new year, we'll be broadcasting soon from CIVL at the University of the Fraser Valley, 101.7 on the dial, so make sure to keep track to that, and we'll be broadcasting once a week instead of once bi-weekly.
0: Congratulations, that sounds great.
1: Yeah, I hope you guys come and see us soon. So, until then, guys, have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next year.